0: Oh, hey there! Welcome back. Looks like you're ready to tune in for another Sex Timber episode. Good for you. Get it, get it. Sex Yum. I'd like to take a bite of that sex sandwich. Mm. Delicious. Is that ham? Oh. <laughs> Ham is so good. I think you're really going to like what we're doing this month. So sit back, relax, and listen. That's all you have to do. Black Forest ham. Music.
1: Welcome to the New World Pictures Podcast, where we're going to talk about every single movie released by New World Pictures. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark.
2: You know, I'm just not feeling very funny today. In the podcast (laughs) I was listening to, uh, Pauly Shore's uh, short rants, or random rants, and he was saying that he wasn't feeling funny, and I'm not feeling funny either. Way to be
1: upfront about it. And, Erica, (laughs) control, control,
0: control. And I'm feeling <laughs> hilarious, Mark. Don't worry.
3: Don't worry. You're we'll making to good. bump it
2: up. Good. Thank re- you. <laughs> Thank you for retur- picking me up.
1: Returning to the show, you will remember her from our episodes on Girls Just Want to Have Fun and yeah. Flowers in the Attic. And Tommy Beck told story about her working with a Beethoven from our <laughs> DEFCON 4 episode. She's also the co-host of the Rants and Raves podcast. Jessica Young is returning to the show. Woo-hoo.
4: Thank you. Pleasure, an absolute pleasure. Welcome
1: back, Jessica. You've worked with a Beethoven. <sighs> I mean,
4: I, sh- I really did. Um, <laughs> listen, if you ever bring your child or pet along as part of your act when you are cast in something, then I suggest you follow the rules. That's all I'm going <laughs> to tell you. The I'm rules, very important. Follow the very rules. Important. Follow the
1: rules. Uh-huh. Very important key but you have you have been near greatness and uh so indeed we are all envious (laughs) and we hope you bring what you have learned uh from being graced by such greatness as we talk about one of the tamest entries for sextember
4: Uh, for real (laughs)
1: because we are celebrating sextember where we talk about all the sexy movies That uh, a married couple and a brother can talk about with other people.
4: (laughs) (laughs) How uncomfortable do you feel when you see a movie with sex to this day around parents or elders of any kind? Very? Because I'm like off the charts. mm
3: -hmm.
4: Yeah.
1: I mean, I think uh, it's it's now the, the reverse because we have children. So now I'm like
3: <sighs> trying to
1: not watch it with them. So I'm a little less thrown off by watching with okay. other adults. So I'm like, cause then I can be like, well, at least I'm not watching it with our children. I, I watched I part say, of this
2: movie with my 16 year old daughter <laughs> and I was, um, I didn't know where this movie was going because you know, it's PG. Correct. <laughs> that's an eighties PG, mm-hmm. which is very, very different, different than today's PG. And I was like, uh, we're gonna uh, are we gonna have conversations coming out of this movie? Uh, fortunately, we didn't. But it was, we didn't. No, no. It was vi- but for a while there, it was touch and go. Touch and yeah. go in my living room.
1: That's something you can say about a "Nice Girls Don't Explode." Is that uh, it is devoid of issues? Yes. <laughs> Except for maybe one very large one, but <laughs> that's right. We're talking about 1987's "Nice Girls Don't Explode."
4: in the tradition of terms of endearment and the towering inferno nice girls don't explode the film of uncompromising insights if you want to make friends you've got to take chances explosive implications i start fires you too april wants to be like other girls but she can't come here because April grew up different Different <sighs> Everyone
3: in this movie we live grew up in a different a strange parallel everyone. universe <laughs> And I mean,
4: everyone yes. explodes here
3: But it's no big deal
4: Now the movie I make love, explode. she drives men crazy. April! Drives boys <laughs> wild. April! Fluffy. And a mother to desperate acts. Some like it hot. Some like it cold. But no one wants to see it explode. Oh, the ice bath. Right. Mom yep. says
2: there's a bomb in here. Do you expect me to
0: believe that?
3: Andy! <laughs> oh, no! You can't fool How can you tell me such incredible lies? How can you do such terrible things to me? How could you destroy my life? I'm your mother.
4: Barbara Harris. Wallace Sean. Michelle Mayring. Starring Nice Girls Don't Explode. Blowing up is hard to do.
3: I love you, Andy McClellan.
1: That's right. 1987's Incredible. Nice Girls Don't Explode brought to you by Bic Lighters. <laughs> <laughs> are, are people constantly saying your name wrong? Inspire them to say it right with Bic. <laughs> Make sure to turn up the flame to as high as it can go and make sure to get right in their face as soon as they mispronounce your name. Right in their face! Oh, they'll remember you now. And even possibly your name with Bic.
2: I mean, it's inconceivable that you would get that Uh. name wrong.
1: Am I right? right. Oh, he's back.
2: He's feeling. Oh,
1: yeah. Take that, Polly. (laughs) Take that,
0: Polly. Munch on your unfunny (laughs) grinder.
1: What? Uh, what? <laughs> have you seen Polly Shore yeah
4: let's chow down here
1: and munch on some grindage oh, grindage yeah. Grindage. that's what he calls food it's the grindage grindage grinder granted uh, that
2: that episode of Polly Shore's random rants was from 2021 <laughs> and he was he was asking his listeners a, to help him find a good urologist.
1: Oh, oh So wow.
2: I mean, okay, wow.
1: important so, so, to find
2: a good urologist. Urology point, it, is an important part of everyone's life. So, at one
1: point in time, two years ago, Polly Shore felt unfunny. So it's, <laughs> I mean, it's it's it. You know, makes us all feel a little bit more human. Well, for those uh,
2: have been for, who have been following us, following us on Discord, it has been the summer of the weasel.
3: Well, so yes, on all social media. I've been, I mean, been I, I enjoying the that.
2: Summer of the Weasel. That's yeah. right. So I was trying yeah, to cover been... all my bases of weaselness. Yes,
1: and uh, I don't know how far you've gotten, Mark, but I uh, I got through jury duty. Uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not a good film. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This> just in. <laughs> this Polly Shore movie is not very good. <laughs> Aww. But I was I was I was surprised, happily surprised this, by in the, mar, I mean, in the army now in, much better than I recalled. Uh, so fair. but in Jury army Duty now. Oh my God. Jury Duty, I can only say we really did Tia Carrera and Pizzicato 5 dirty. We really <laughs> did them both dirty with that one. But anyway. <laughs> nice girls don't explode was directed by Chuck Martinez in his debut feature, everybody. He is from speaking of poly shore, he's from San Diego. He studied drama at San Diego State. And according to this article I found on United Press International, he had been a magician since he was 13 years old. He started a magic shop inside his dad's shop and then, then grew out into a shop called Magic World, which he had in San Diego, that which helped get him through college. Uh, oh. Then he started selling Halloween stuff in his shop during October. It sold very well. And he eventually started selling this gear at Sears, eventually franchising into 700 Sears stores until he sold this business to Sears for several million dollars. I think 6 mm. million is what. Oh wow. In uh, 80s money, so that's a lot. What? Um, he used $80,000 of that money to then go live his dream to be a filmmaker and he made a short film about a movie theater snack bar appropriately titled Snacks. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh my
1: gosh.
4: I need Based on
1: it. that short, he convinced <laughs> New World to invest money into this project, Nice Girls Don't Explode, which he told the standard star in October of nineteen eighty seven, we thought it was time to do a send up of those terrible teen angst movies where the angst manifests manifests itself into something uh horrible. We just thought it would be hilarious. That's what he thought about this particular movie. Says the maker
0: of snacks.
1: (laughs) Says the maker of snacks. Uh, Of course he
2: convinced
0: them. He made a movie about snacks.
1: He made a movie about movie snacks.
3: What What I've just learned
2: is there's a real (laughs) fine line between making one of those movies and a send up of one of those movies. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, you know, as we've learned on various movies that we've talked about in this podcast, sometimes when people try to make something and it ends up being funny unintentionally, they're like, it's a send up. So that's, that's, that's sort of a, uh, that's what people sort of retreat to. That's what I was, I meant to do this all along. It was a send up. I was making fun of these movies. That's why it's a little silly and
2: I love you running mm-hmm. to his to his defense. Love that. No, no, like, I'm not defending him. Is I'm he saying that's you? what people are you trying to get some of that six million dollars right now? Is I'm that hoping, what we're doing? I'm hoping. God. And I just want some of that <laughs> Halloween gear. Drop it off.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe he can help us fund uh
1: Steemen. <laughs> we haven't talked about Steamen in a you long know, time.
0: I'm gonna put a bunch of snacks in that if you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs>
1: Talking about <laughs> wieners. Oh, the all-male version of steaming called steamin'.
4: Yeah, um, I like it.
1: Which is a movie that New World Thank released. You. Steaming is a new is a New World movie about a bunch of women in a bathhouse just chatting it out.
0: Yeah, so I want to remake it with a bunch of dudes and call it steamin'.
4: Of course, and put a hot dog <laughs> yeah. cart on every corner as yes. you premiere it. And <laughs> yeah. of course, yes. yes free advertising i mean it's not free
0: everywhere
1: no no it's not we'll spend a lot of money on this but um (laughs) (laughs) first make
0: my millions and then i can fund
1: that's right we just have to do several different businesses to make a lot of money then (laughs) and then make this short (laughs) so any day now any day (laughs) Any day now. Um, this movie was made by a friend of chuck martinez a guy named uh, paul harris and not paul haggis uh, who wrote Million Dollar Baby and Crash? As I mistakenly thought, for probably my first viewing, I thought, "Wow, oh, that guy wrote this too!" And then I looked it up. No, nope, he didn't. He didn't go anywhere near this movie. Uh, Harris, not Haggis, was of course a magician. Also, that Chuck Martinez knew very well, and he's remained a magician to this day. Um, well, I
0: mean, yeah, can be once seen once you at you the, the Magic Castle. You- that's right once you commit to the dark arts you don't (laughs) you you don't
1: you don't go back back. yeah this is what paul harris told the kansas city star in 1986 that despite being from Los, los angeles he said i should have been from kansas because that's where my sensibility is this is how the world should be this is how the world is outside la wow um, I have a lot that, that's such a um, deep thought yeah. and also not so, true so since yeah. we have a couple not only someone who lives currently in the Midwest and somebody yeah. from the Midwest uh, and he set this in a mythical Midwestern town how do you think Paul did oh me? <laughs>
0: you're, the, you, one, you, you're me? the one from the Midwest oh I'm the one from the Midwest that makes sense yeah <laughs> I mean, are there people that odd in the Midwest? Yes. I mean, you you're talking to one. Now. you're right
3: sure. <laughs> yes.' yes. Are married
0: to one. that weird? For sure. Um, I think but I don't think that there are people less weird than that in LA. I don't think right. that being odd or being extreme is exclusive to
1: outside of LA. But is this also how the world is outside L.A.? This movie? Uh, no, absolutely
2: not. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter if this is this took place in the Midwest or the Southwest or the South or like Andy recognizes very quickly that the mother is the cause of all of this. Yes. But yet, the daughter doesn't, April doesn't pick that up for the entire movie. Now, I, I'm i not going to try to the- cast dispersions on April. Andy doesn't walk away. He knows the situation he's in, and he's he like, leans in. no, 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 I'm going to yeah. lean into this. Mm-hmm. Nobody in their right mind would do that certainly <laughs> <don't> uh-huh.
1: <laughs>
0: Somebody might just do a lifetime commitment to
2: it, Ryan, right? I'm just all my <laughs> uh, whether that's California yeah. or that's I leaned or in. that's Lawrence, Kansas. No, it's it's not the regional aspect that uh, right. ties that mm-hmm. together. It's mm-hmm. It's true. That's a personal choice. All
0: right. Mm-hmm. All right. You're right. saying early spoiler. Ryan's my Andy. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do you
1: what do you think, uh, Jess? Do you think this is a uh, oh, I think a that good slice you of outsider? I
4: didn't learn. Here you are, <laughs> still there. Yeah, That's what I didn't I think. learn.
1: Did not learn. Yeah. Did not learn. Despite all those red flags, uh,
4: I will say that. <laughs> The difference is that outside of L.A., as Barbara Harris does, um, I would say people photograph their children sleeping with their pet like a Victorian funerary (laughs) portrait. And I don't know anyone in L.A. who does that with their children. So that, that was the first yeah. red flag for me. Sure. That is, that is
1: certainly one. For sure. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, that mom, that is played by Barbara Harris, a former member of the Second City Theater in Chicago, Oh. where she worked with Elaine May and Alan Arkin back in the early days. She was even married to Paul Sills for a wow. period in the late wow. 50s, Who got um, Second City started. She would then go on to appear in Robert Altman's Nashville and Alfred Hitchcock's family plot, but also this. So, okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, times get lean. (laughs) And And then uh, her daughter, April, is played by Michelle Mayrink, who had been in Revenge of the Nerds and Real Genius and The Outsiders. She appears in this and then 1989's permanent record before then retiring from acting altogether. Oh. And now Hmm. she teaches acting in her native Canada. So that's what she does now. Here's where you can...
2: It's good that she teaches it after stepping away for a good long while.
1: Yeah. He's like, I
2: did it I mean, and I stepped
1: away because it was like... Fuck right. that. But now I'll teach you how to do it. My guy
2: was not good
1: at this. Right. So let me teach it. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, Miss Um, Do you ever think about going back? No. No. Never. Never think about it. Wouldn't ever do it. Would never do it. Not for thousands, millions of dollars. No, everyone. Never. Loves- ever, ever, never, ever, ever, ever. But you should. But you guys should live your dreams.
4: Dude, you guys leave- laugh. But there is a huge industry for entertainment in Saskatchewan, where she is based.
1: That's right. That's right. Huge. Huge. It's really, it's the next Hollywood. People, everyone says it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, There's where you can watch.
0: Yeah, eh? uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm just preparing for when I go up there for my class.
1: I mean, as Jess can attest, perfect Canadian accent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Here's where you can watch Nice Girls Don't Explode. It's currently on Tubi. Tubi, Tubi. You can also see it on our YouTube page. We have it on our YouTube page. Tubi, Tubi. Or you can do what we did, which you can watch this um, import British DVD. Mm
3: -hmm. Oh.
1: Or also watch it on this VHS tape, Uh, wherein you can see uh, the back of it that has this picture of a scene that didn't take place (laughs) Wow! (laughs) of a guy kissing this blonde girl in the back. That they're not, neither of them in the movie. They're not in
3: the movie. Yeah. That's
2: from
1: a different movie. Looks like there's, there's Barbara Harris and Wallace Sean, and there's two strangers to this movie (laughs) that are not in the movie at all, but there's, so you can track down that VHS and just enjoy some, some fake advertising. Um, (laughs) But let's get into what this movie is about. It's time for us to talk about what Nice Girls Don't Explode is about. Mark, let's start with you. What is this movie about?
2: This movie is about the personal and professional impact that a uh, tennis table co- scholarship can have on a young person.
3: I mm-hmm. mean, Man, it can yeah.
2: change the whole trajectory of your life. Oh, uh, one yeah. day you're playing ping pong with some friends. The next day, you're living in China. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: with your mom and your girlfriend, <laughs> wife.
1: Uh, and you get you get especially if you get sponsored too, which he did, right? I think he, so yeah, he, he
2: had a sweatshirt. Yeah, for... he was sponsored by Jula Table Jula. Tennis. Joola Table which Tennis, which was founded in Germany in 1952. Oh, Crunch <laughs> crunching oh, the uh, Jula. Excuse me. So, in 2019, though, Sports Squad Inc. Sports. U.S.-based distributor and licensee of Jula for the North American and Brazilian market announced an acquisition of Jula Tennis. Jula Tennis still exists as a brand, but is owned by Sports Squad, Inc.
1: Sports Mm. Squad, Inc. So it's not quite the same. It used to be super no, dope. You're for right. Now it's like a little bit. It's a little too German
2: now. In 2022, and they're leaning into pickleball as they should. As they should. Jula started a pickleball division, and they're the number one sponsor of uh, pickleball in the United States. So, wow. there you go. A
3: wow. Little history. We
1: need more sports that any asshole can play <laughs> that can get televised on TV. That's what we need. We need more of those, quite frankly, for goals. Uh, Jess, what is this movie about?
4: This movie is about innuendo, <laughs> <laughs> but silent innuendo. I mm. I wish they could have found some fun ways to communicate things other than just motioning and
3: eyebrowing,
4: <laughs> because sometimes I needed I needed to know the answer, and I. <laughs> like Mark, was kind of scared. There were times where I didn't know where it was leading. Oh, yes. And I was uh, very pleasantly shocked, I guess, that it did come back to a PG kind of uh, finish with some of the scenes that I don't want to jump ahead, but I was expecting things to go quite differently. (laughs) <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. there are quite mm-hmm. a
1: few scenes where you're like, "Uh oh, yes, where's this going? Oh no!" Yeah. yeah, Erica, what is this movie about?
0: Oh, um, I think about it's really primarily about how tough it is to be a single parent.
3: Mm. You know, you mm. got to do a lot of
0: mm-hmm. improvisation. I couldn't Everything's agree on more. You, and I think. <laughs> It just shows, you know, she had some moxie. She had to go to some maybe, perhaps, arguably extreme measures. Perhaps.
1: I mean, we could argue that out that she went to Let's some argue extreme it measures,
0: out, but you know, <laughs>
1: we'll argue it out in this episode. What the heck? Some but, extreme
0: measures, but hey, she loved her daughter and she was doing her best.
1: Um, for me, I thought this movie was about two kids that fall in love as children and then enter a state of arrested development for the next 13 years <laughs> until they are reunited.
3: Yeah. It's call. a good call. They,
1: they do call. not act like people that are 19 years old.
4: I have to disagree. You know, the mother yeah. clearly multiple times asks if April wants to play with Andy, and she says no. I mean, we all heard it. I mean, Andy mm-hmm. didn't hear it.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's when they were children. Uh, yes, even in
4: adulthood, she did it once. She she, she shows up behind her and yep. starts crying. Yeah, ask you she, behind the yep. door,
3: mm-hmm. right?
2: Mm-hmm. How old? So is the g- a mom here because I feel like she's also in in a, in a, in a state of arrested development. Right? Well,
4: sure. She wears uh, pillbox hats. Yes.
1: <laughs> She dresses like it was yeah. a bygone age which makes sense in the opening when it's like a,
4: yeah,
0: like a, a flashback,
1: flashback but then you get 13 years later and like that fashion has not changed. That's mm-hmm. the same fashion. She's dressing mm-hmm. exactly the same. I don't
4: think her exactly. outfit changed throughout the film. <laughs> I don't think so either. I think she's wearing the same thing.
0: I loved it. It felt really real to me. I was like, yep, I'm still wearing the same clothes I've always worn. This just feels like this, this must be. speed. <laughs>
1: Um, this is the Letterbox synopsis. We're on Letterbox, so give us a follow if you can. Are you on Letterbox, Jess?
4: I am not. Okay. Mm. All right. Well,
1: then don't try to find Jess
4: there. She's yeah. not there.
1: Uh, Look. Do not. I mean, you, not can. you can. You can. I don't want to tell you what to do. You can try to look for her there, but you won't be there. But you'll be you looking for a long a time. Per- <laughs> if you <laughs> if you can find a, a different Jessica Young and follow them, you can. It's up to you. That's I'm not right. telling you how to live your life. Anyway, here's the synopsis. April has a problem. Okay. Whenever she gets anything like passionate with a guy, all sorts of things seem to spontaneously combust. The only men she meets more than once are firefighters. That's a joke from the movie. Oh,
0: yeah. Look at Letterbox making a little joke.
1: Yeah. Look wow. at you, Letterboxd. Actually, it's Mom's way of trying to keep her little girl oh. to herself but new boyfriend Andy is having none of such nonsense this is written in the exact right tone for this movie <laughs> exactly what i was talking about where these people mm-hmm. did not grow up so the heat's on unfortunately is fluffy the cat who keeps getting caught in the middle <laughs>
2: Boy, they give a lot of. They're giving a lot of screen time to that cat. Yes, wow. they do
1: give a lot of screen time to that cat. But this synopsis is giving way too. <laughs> That's much. That's what I'm saying.
3: Like to way that, too much. Yes.
1: Speaking of this movie, though, and talk about we we talked about earlier with the uh, the opening uh, credit sequence. Is this one of the best opening credit sequences, Erica? Yes. Because it actually isn't just white letters on a black screen. Mm-hmm. But this, uh, which is essentially everything is written down in a crafted Mm -hmm. little book. Like a scrapbook. Scrapbook. And it's doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yes. Like a lot.
0: It's it's arguably writing the movie.
1: (laughs) Right. It's telling
0: you everything you need to know. Giving
1: you the backstory. (laughs) The casting of Barbara Harris and Michelle Mayrink, they do look a lot like mother and daughter to me. Yeah. Yeah. I bought that. Jess? No, no. I did not.
4: No, no. Okay. You didn't see it. You didn't feel it. I really didn't. I found it a bit disappointing if I'm being uh, honest. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I didn't find the young girl a match to the mother or the older daughter a match. So really?
1: Okay, sure. I did think the young Andy was well cast.
4: Uh, Yes, that young Andy was probably the finest of the actors in the film. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you say? Yes.
2: <laughs> he was pretty good. He was, good. he was really good. For I'm going to give I, this movie also a lot of credit for n- not spending too much time trying to age the mom over the years. Uh, really, all you got to do is give him uglier hair. Like... Movies spend too much time with prosthetics. So true. Makeup. Like, Mm -hmm. when they jumped ahead and I saw April's mom's hair, I was like, holy shit, she looks old. And (laughs) that's that's all you got to do in movies. Lesson for all you movie makers out there. Just give them ugly hair. They Mm -hmm. will look old.
1: Yeah. It was quite the wig that she gets for the rest of the movie. It's, It's a... I hope she
2: kept that. I hope she's
1: away uh, from the it's definitely, like, it's No, definitely
2: but I hope she brought that home.
0: That makes me think of a really funny bit that I could do for Steamin'. Where in a, in the flashback, everyone who's in the flashback is bald, and then in current times, everyone just has on has hair or has wigs, <laughs> but they're all bald in the flashback.
2: <laughs> you mean on their head, right? Mm, I
0: don't know. I'm trying to get that uh, <clears throat> R rating and not make it NC-17. <laughs> Well X this or this what's one's the worst rating?
1: X? It really depends. It's up to you. Like if you want to get this in a theater as NC seventeen could be a death no. If you want to have fun, X will probably get more people there, right?
0: <laughs> is X a bad one or is that made up?
1: No, X is like adult what about movies. Exclamation you
0: know? point. What about the emoji that has the crisscross eyes and is like, is that one?
1: <laughs> is that a rating huh? by the MPA? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. Not I think 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 that's
2: the. This is poison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's what they I want that rating. That's (laughs) That's what they. I poison. So
1: it goes to (laughs) NC-17 X. This movie is poison. (laughs) That's how bad it could get. Um. So once we get to the present, though, with April, and we flash back to her in present day, we see uh, that she is on a date. Which is was a surprising turn, considering uh, you know what we know yeah. about the plot
3: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and um we're not at this point sure why these fires are happening, um but when she goes in the state, all these fires keep happening. she's trying to keep it together, but luckily, it does uh turn off the guy she's with because the guy she's dating is a complete douche
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: and he got very handsy during a slow dance uh, in the middle of that restaurant.
4: Yeah. He unbuttoned her dress.
1: Yeah, who yeah. does that? <laughs> who unbuttons a dress during a dance in the back? What were you going to what were you going to do, dude?
2: Take her whole dress down?
0: Maybe she ate too much, he was just trying to help her out.
2: <laughs> That's a good call. That's a good call. It's a good call. We're like She's a really feeling good really bloated and, like, and she's like, oh, oh I need I've overeaten.
4: Just loosen me up in the shoulders <laughs> and my God. Yeah. <laughs> now I loosen can breathe. Loosen me up in the
0: shoulders, unbutton my dress and just like, when's dessert? Ready to go.
1: <laughs> and he was like getting, then he like goes down and like feels her butt for a little bit. I was yes. like, wow, dude, this yeah. is bold. Don't you feel
0: like not enough people touch enough butts in movies? Yes. These days?
1: 100%. There's not enough butt touching in movies. And I mean that in all genres. Yeah. In all genres, I mean
0: this. I just feel like the butt squeeze is a really like, I don't know. It feels like just an old... It was
4: a real 80s thing. Yes. Right? From a like bygone hot- era. Yes. yes.
0: Thank you.
1: Yeah. yeah. But was it something that people did on a first date? If you
0: yes, were lucky. it was all about the <laughs>
4: buns. Are you
0: kidding? Yeah. <laughs> you had to see those buns. Like, are they soft buns? Are they?
4: Did you know? Did you grab some buns on a first date, Jess? Uh no, but I hope I had my buns grabbed. I <laughs> mean,
2: <laughs> but I mean, as as a guy, a booby <laughs> grab, you grab could get your until? hand slapped, deservedly so.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: But a bun grab was safe. Yep,
4: it was uh, a little wink. Yeah, gotcha. It was like. Yeah. yeah. Little Little boop.
1: You can't get mad at me for that. I'm just grabbing your butt. Yeah.
2: Right.
0: And then you kind of knew what you were dealing with too. Like you grabbed back there, and if it wasn't like a fun handful, it was like. eh.
2: Yeah. At the very least, you could say, "Oh, you had a bug on you, and I was trying to wipe (laughs) it off." Right.
0: Mark's already.
1: He's got built-in excuses.
0: Built-in, like. Nope, that was a bug. I, I, I was Nobody only, wants a bug on the ass. I
1: grabbed at your butt because I was trying to scoop at a fly.
0: <laughs> I was trying to cradle and bounce a fly.
1: There's, <laughs> and then pinch it. <laughs> right. And the only way I could do it was grabbing your butt and squeezing <laughs> it as hard as I could.
0: I think we should bring it back, guys. We need to bring back the butt grab.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We
0: need to bring it back. Starts here. Let's In and Let's reclaim it. <laughs>
1: um, Ellen. Let's talk some Ellen. Okay. Yeah. Ellen is, uh, of course, the character played by Wallace Shawn. And the filmmakers obviously love the joke of spontaneous combustion. But secondly, and a very, very close second, is the fact that they named a man Ellen and no one can say that name right. That's Mm -hmm. the joke that they are like, this is killer Mm -hmm. material. Mm
4: -hmm. I'm sorry, but I didn't catch your name.
3: That's correct.
1: I'm Ellen. Helen? Ellen, with an E. Helen would be an absurd name for a guy.
3: Goodbye, Helen.
1: That's Ellen. Because they really go after that joke. Sean is having a busy 1987. He appeared also in The Bedroom Window, directed by Sweet Kills Curtis Hansen. And a little movie called The Princess Bride, which. Um, Never saw it. Which.
4: A Princess Bride or The Princess the Bride? The Princess Bride. Okay, okay, He's okay. also starred in A Princess Bride. Okay. Oh, I saw A Princess Bride. Straight <laughs> was, DVD. That, a Princess Bride. Was, there was a
2: lot of ass grabbing in that movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah a princess bride you know that that one the one that we've all seen and loved mm-hmm. that cherished w- movie uh that slightly over overshadows his appearance in uh writing and a starring in my dinner with andre which also he was well known for at the time and, and oh as far as i can tell though this is uh, wallace sean's only new world film damn it so unfortunately really unless something else that i don't know about surprises me and he's in it this is the only time we'll talk about wallace sean but uh what are our thoughts on ellen wallace sean the little pyromaniac
0: he grew on me yeah he grew on me sure
1: sure i can see that
0: I, i initially thought the character was kind of annoying and i didn't really understand why we needed his character i wasn't sure but the point of having him fall in love with her, I don't know. It, it just felt like it added some extra yes. unnecessary complexity. But I don't know. Then he grew on me. He's got that wacky voice and he just, I don't know. He grew on me.
1: Jess, you
4: were starting to say? No, I, I never understood why he was in the movie. And uh, <laughs> I I have to ask why the director did not teach him some magic so that he might be a little more. I don't know if deft is the word I'm looking for. What is it like to be skilled or effortless? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. He needed some help with that Bic lighter. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I I at first thought that he was creator of fire, if you will, that he was like some kind of warlock. And then just seemed to be kind of a scorned guy with a lighter who quit smoking 10 years ago, right? I I just never figured him out.
1: He was at the very least the guy that supplied the mom with all of the explosives. Yes. So we have that. But yes, outside of that and his name and his ability to not listen well to um, his psychiatrist um <laughs> was about what we got from him <laughs> it did remind me that like a little if you can say what this movie about if we can go back to it a little bit of kindness can go a long way
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know yeah. so there is a little bit of that because you needed to give him just this a thimble full of kindness and that seemed to he seemed yeah. to really respond to that that said he can immediately pivot and turn on you yeah. like in an instant. If yeah. he felt like it, which is what happens later on in the movie. Yes. When he tries to kill the one woman who gave him attention <laughs> by blowing her up.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Got a short fuse. Short fuse. Short very short. Yeah. Right. Uh, Mark, what did you think about Ellen?
2: I, I, I liked initially the joke of the Ellen, Helen. I thought, I honestly thought his character could have been so much more Mm -hmm. the lighting of the, the Bic lighter and it being like the high torch and him threatening to light everyone on fire. I was like, we've already got one fire person in this, right? right. We don't need a second. We can have a comic foil that has the name that no one can get right. And that can be that person's own joke. And it, it, it has legs. Also, I want to point out the fire thing. I, I, just I, we're moving a little bit forward here, but at one point, Andy is talking about to to April's mom about her being a fire girl, and mm-hmm. him saying, "I don't believe she's a fire girl," right? Which, which makes me think that there, in his mind, there are fire girls, right? <laughs> Sure. She just mm-hmm. isn't one of them. Yeah, which knows the fire girls. is confounding because mm-hmm. nobody's a fire. Girl you've never heard of fire girls, I've never. Mark, I've, no one's been like, she, yeah, but dude, careful. You have ne- never heard girl. of fire girls, dude? <laughs> I've touched a lot of <laughs> ass in my time. And nobody, nobody's nobody. Wait, said, what? Said that is two thoughts. Don't touch that ass. Because <laughs> oh that's
1: God. a fire. Girl. You never touch fire. You never touch fire girl ass. Yeah, so never, never. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, wow. Uh, has anyone else heard of a fire girl? Yeah, she has a book of fire girl that she has it keeps in her her um, toolbox, as well as her anarchist cookbook,
2: which, which has nothing to fire do Girls. with fire per se. I mean, it feels it's like a, a like a variety of where we talked
1: about fire girls <laughs> but and that became established in this world which we which we we miss out on and instead it becomes this arbitrary thing.
2: My I other had thing about friends it, in high school that had the anarchist cookbook and it did not have a chapter. Brag. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, right. yeah. okay. Touch you know, a lot of butts I was, and you, I had a lot of friends who could make You bombs. know that I was a cool dude in high school that mm-hmm. had a lot of friends. Um, I, would have, I would have gotten
1: the Anarchist Cookbook, but I was touching too much ass. <laughs> <laughs> too busy touching ass to get that book.
2: <laughs> you know, me gotcha. and my friends with that book were just I got my hands it. on
1: that ass. I can't get my hands on that book. <laughs>
2: But I that I don't remember a chapter in that book being how to be a fire girl. That's all I'm saying.
3: Mm,
1: yeah. Well, i
2: well, again,
0: you want to skip I that one because you're a fire boy.
2: I agree. I there's no there's nothing that says <laughs>
1: there's nothing in that there's nothing that says fire girl in this movie. I don't know what that means. But more confounding for me was the fact that we found out at this scene with um Ellen was that we found out that it's the mom, and then that's revealed to us about 18 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I felt like we could have stretched that out a little bit longer because once we start that, in my mind, the clock's ticking on when we find out that when our main character, April, and her boyfriend Andy, soon to be boyfriend Andy, when are they going to find out that it's the mom? So that's, to me, like the clock is ticking on that. And unfortunately they also find out with more time to go in the movie. So, I mean, I felt like Push that off a little bit longer and we'll find out. We can have a little bit more fun with this concept. Mm-hmm. And we don't introduce the fact that it's a mom so fast that we have it all figured out, even though we can kind of guess.
3: But- right,
2: which my, my comment about him pointing out that he doesn't think that she's a fire girl is maybe 15 minutes later.
1: Right, right. right. So we're not,
2: not 40 minutes into this movie. Right. We've already revealed that she's not a fire girl and it's the mom the whole time.
1: Right. So we kind of know what's going on. So it's all about how we keep these plates spinning then until right. the end of the movie, which. And typically we, well, this
2: is when the plot sort of transitions into either how do we hide it from her or mm-hmm. how does she get away from this or, you know, some sort of plot change that kind of. I I don't know changes up the stakes of the situation, yep. right?
1: Because instead it's just more moments of her set you know trying to make out with somebody and fire happens. Then right. that's basically what happens again for the rest of the movie. I want to go back to my point though about them being in arrested development because there is this scene then around this time in the park where April meets Andy again, her her childhood friend who is now back. He's back. He says because now he has a scholarship, so assuming he's left town. Mm-hmm. Why does he come back for a scholarship that is actually going to land him in China? <laughs> There's no point in him returning home. Is he just home for the summer?
2: Is that he, his I, home? But he's not home he, anymore. Where he's got right? a he hammock moved, I don't, in a room?
1: Is he yes, renting
2: I, that place? I, I, I do, is he
1: like, I'm just back home for the summer to see my old place I used to live in when I was five before I then moved to... Ch- I don't... It's very confusing. But I anyway, don't. that's not the point. The point is, is that they have this conversation in the uh, park, which sounds like two children trying to court one another. Margie,
2: wait up! All right. I give up.
4: Why are we standing in the middle of a sandbox? It's
1: a safe place.
4: A safe place...
1: Do you have a girlfriend? You mean right at the moment? Uh, not exactly.
4: Do you have a boyfriend?
3: Well, no one extra special.
4: We used to have something pretty special. You used
3: to be my best friend.
4: You used to be mine.
3: No.
1: Odd music cues aside, the mom is looking at them at the time. That's why it's suddenly scary. Then it switches to, I don't know coffee shop in the red room i don't know what's happening like it's very like i don't know what's Cherry going on coffee <laughs> yeah but this is like two people that haven't seen each other Do you got a boyfriend you got a girlfriend
4: not exactly we used to be friends
1: <laughs> like this is like this is how you guys are asking each other out this is how you guys are getting like this is where it really was like are you children are you grown do you just like Man and woman children, like you have not learned how to actually converse with members of the opposite sex? Like you you sound like your five-year-old selves is essentially my point. Yes. This yeah. is what really brought that apart. But if we can play this clip one more time, just really briefly at the very beginning, please listen to this part very carefully.
3: Reggie wait Up! Alright. I give up.
1: <laughs> Reggie wait Why Up! Are we standing how in the middle loud of the was that woman in the background?
3: <laughs> place. A safe place. <laughs>
1: that woman was so loud (laughs) and that's adr and they were like crank that up would you crank it we need need the audience reggie wait up he the main guy's talking during that like anyway i just found that hilarious as i recorded it by the way um Andy is played by William O'Leary, and I was like, I recognize him from something. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think I recognize him from something, and I'm wrong, but this time I was right. I re- recognized him, and I was like, oh, right. He is from Hot Shots. Oh, oh. that's not what I recognized him from. Oh, okay. Well, I recognized him from Hot Shots, so this is the, the clip oh, that I have from Things just couldn't be better for us. Okay. I'm so blessed.
3: Oh, your life insurance forms came for you to sign. Oh.
4: Huh.
3: I'll get another pen.
4: No need. I'll sign it when I get back.
3: Well, you know Ben. Honey,
4: you know that global warming problem? I've
2: discovered how we can reverse it.
4: Tell me. No, not now, Lobby bumpers. There'll be plenty of time for that later. <laughs> and my investigation into the assassination of JFK? You found the evidence you were looking for.
3: Yes, I have proof. It's right here in my pocket. It's big, honey. Really big. It goes all the way to the White House. Do you want me to hold it for you? Oh, it'll be safe right here. I'm
1: in a jet. What could go wrong? <laughs> so, well, it dead meat. Oh,
2: I have had never wanted to watch that movie
1: more. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I have not seen that movie in so long. And watching that clip, I was like, damn, I need to watch Hot Shots again. it too long. Yeah. Where did where did you recognize William O'Leary? I, I think he's on Home Improvement. He is. He, he is. is. Yeah. He's the brother? He plays the brother in yes. Home Improvement. Yes. He's the brother of Tim For the For 30 Man episodes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I so. know.
0: Listeners are so pissed right now. They're like, she's never seen Godfather, but she was like, wait a minute. He <laughs> <laughs> was on an episode of Home Improvement. I'm so pissed. I get it. I don't get it either. It makes no sense. It makes no yes, sense.
3: Yes,
1: the media you were exposed to is interesting. <laughs> <It's>
4: amazing. <laughs>
1: Um, did anyone else recognize him? No. No. Is it just the two of
2: us? Okay, great. No, I did. Right. I just didn't place him exactly. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I know that guy.
0: Yeah. Which is a perfect transition to things we loved and things we hated. Yes. That's right. We're going
1: to talk about the things we love and the things we hated about nice girls don't explode. Mark, what is something you
2: loved? Um, You know, I loved that... Someone on IMDb wrote this great review of this movie. (laughs) Oh, here we go. And they said the top readers are coming out. The title was 80s Gold. And this person wrote, My mom and I love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's wow. Yeah. Let that sink in for a minute. Just let that sink in. Moms. (laughs) The mother daughter relationship, perfect. 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 Wow. If Says you're a single mom with a single daughter or a single daughter with a single mom, watch this together. Mm-hmm. The characters are awesome. We quote this movie to this day and have forced many to watch it.
1: What do what? they quote? What do you think is a quote?
0: Control.
4: I know I a quote. To be
0: the quote, right?
4: tell me. You can keep Fluffy here. They eat cats in China.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that the quote we're talking about, folks?
2: The last line of this uh, review, which I think is valuable, is and I'm reading this verbatim, why I still have a VHS player. (laughs) Oh. Wow. And that's something I love, because this movie inspired that kind of review. Whoa.
1: VHS. You can see two people not. That's why they can't hold on to the VHS. So they can see the two people not in the movie. Not in on the movie. Uh, Jess, what is something you loved?
4: Well, this is a really hard to choose, but if I'm going to have to go with one, it's uh, again, like my confusion started with the beginning of the movie When she goes on the first date, which is the ass grab Mm -hmm. unbuttoner, mom asks, do you have protection? I, of Mm -hmm. course, assumed she was referring to a condom. Uh She was referring Mm -hmm. to a fire extinguisher. Yep. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the scene when he gets a little grabsy under the table and she sprays him and we have another innuendo Mm -hmm. And he says, what was that you sprayed on my leg? And she said, and I quote, oh, it's just my foam. It's my funny little way of saying I like you. (laughs) Oh, I didn't find anything funny about that. Okay.
3: (laughs) <laughs> there's two things in
1: that comment to me one is Why? obviously like the sort of like yikes broad joke element of it yes. but secondly did you really not know what she sprayed on you bro I mean are you unaware of fire extinguishers I, <laughs> have you never seen one is this your first time seeing one
4: yes <laughs> i yeah. clearly
1: yeah really never seen
0: one never have one uh, extinguished near him
4: i
1: yeah yeah not only that i also i hate that guy because he he gets so pissed off when the fire the, the basically the fire uh uh the,
3: the sprinkler water
1: sprinklers mm-hmm. the fire sprinklers all go off mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's definitely april that set them off right it's just they get set off and that in and of itself leads him to walk away from the restaurant, upset, angry, done with the date, which I'm like, why?
4: Guess what? Karma got him. His car caught on fire.
1: <laughs> that happens right afterwards. And that I get why he's upset. But
4: look, Ryan,
2: when she said, That's my foam, as Jess pointed out, he didn't follow up with, What? <laughs> So that too, that too. After, yes. after that, all bets are off. Anything right. can happen. Yeah. I mean, you've got to but ask. But that's a good so question. much like-, like you. What can you please? More. I need more definition around what your phone is. Just. I just need. I'm sorry. I'm not trying. You don't have to give me an STD report. I'm just saying, what is your phone? I need but more also, information. Hand me that
1: STD report if you have it. <laughs> I mean, you, if you printed it out, I would appreciate it if you could just I hand it like over I'm to God. me.
2: It's on a top matrix, though, Ryan. It's, it's a like, top bleep, matrix. I'm just going to peel the sides bleep. off. I'm just going to peel <laughs> off the sides.
0: It's a long one. Uh,
1: thank you for bringing the STV report. I appreciate it. I have mine as well. Uh, uh. Send this yellow envelope. Ryan, always you can uh, read it at your leisure. Ryan, always um, brings it to a first date. <laughs> here's my STD report. We're exchanging. You want to do that now? <laughs> Well, I mean, though with with guys though, when she has to say something like, It's just my funny way of saying I like you, like for many guys they're just like, Well, that's fucking weird, but if you like me, okay. Like that much I can buy that part of it. You know? Yeah, fair. It, you know, it's it's like, you know, in any horror movie when some <laughs> if some woman is like covered in blood and have just killed someone and turns to someone and goes, Hey, you look handsome, a guy's like <laughs> Well, I don't know. There's a lot of red flags here, but I don't know. I could be into this. This could work out for me. Maybe not the other guy in the floor, but this nah. could work out for me. You know, True. it's like that kind of thing.
0: Um. I'm looking for someone to take care of me. And you see, seeing like a lady,
1: you, yeah. can kind of, you know, can yeah. handle herself. Yeah, uh, certainly. Ah. Erica, what is something you love in this movie?
0: I... It grew on me. I have to say, I really the first time we watched it, I was annoyed by it. I didn't quite understand <laughs> Common it. Common
1: reaction, I think.
0: But then it grew on me. All the little like silly gags of like people falling down and tripping on things, and yeah, all of Sean continuing to like trip over just like flower buds that fell. I don't know. It
1: grew- Being attacked by birds. Yeah, it its heart me. is in the right place for sure. Mm-hmm. It's definitely wanting to do something good and fun
0: yeah
1: it's maybe just doesn't quite i mean and and certainly has some some you know barbara harris and wallace sean are doing their level best but um <laughs> mark is shaking his head through all of that
0: i don't know i also liked <laughs> i liked the we touched on it a little bit earlier too but i liked her still continuing to wear the like pillbox hat and the sort of like jackie O. oh yeah i love that i love that she 50s never dropped like throwback
3: that thing mm-hmm. sure it.
0: I also really liked the
1: use of the cat because it was just so... That was my mm-hmm. thing. The, that, oh, nice. You, could, it, you liked it? I could have had that cat fly in the air like yeah. a thousand times mm-hmm. and I would never have stopped thinking that was mm-hmm. funny. There's not...
0: Because it always looks so hilarious. It was always just like a little stuffed animal of a cat when they threw it through the air because yes. it had like real floor. And it had one
1: of those like sounds of a cat that seems like it's somebody just going to a mic going... Meow. Yeah, you know, like just had one of those things. Like it's like somebody's like, "Oh, we need a cat sound." Oh, I got it.
3: Yeah. Meow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like they're just like, "Cool, good enough. That'll that'll work." I it just my cat noodles all the time. Just listen up. <laughs> good old, good old noodles. <laughs> noodles, <laughs> the cat. <laughs> yeah, that's what I loved in this movie. The cat. Let's switch to things we hated. Mark, I feel like. You shook your head through all of anything we said positive. What? I mean, could say you, so
2: many things but you're going to have to it, drill it down. I'm going to drill it down to one thing. And I'm going to say the thing I hated the most was how fucking shitty that sushi looked that the cops were eating.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before before he puts the ketchup Even on. Even before rice. he puts the ketchup yeah.
2: on. I'm like yeah. this is the worst sushi. Yeah. Don't eat mm. that. You will have gastrointestinal problems later. uh Even
1: though it's mostly rice.
2: Yeah. (laughs) The two of them
1: are gonna sit there and eat that in the cop car and then be like, get a call and be like, I can't oh, you gonna call another car? They're gonna get a
2: message, and one of them you're gonna hear this like (laughs) or they're gonna be like, uh so that's a good sound effect. That's a good sound
3: that right was good. That's good sound effects. I'd right love to hear your cat after that. <laughs> I'll
1: probably really. Yeah, listening. probably better than mine. Way better than mine.
3: Meow.
1: <laughs> that's pretty good. pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Jess, Jess, what's your cat sound? Meow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Really good. Wow,
4: that's really that's
1: good. That's like That buddy. is really good. good. That's like a. That's, that's like a really good. I cat. That's a room. sweet little kitten. All right. Yeah, that sushi is terrible. Mark Ugh. you can you can have one more. I don't want to limit you. I've got a few on my list here, so this movie uh,
2: <laughs> I just it is a movie of people who are really dumb. And I it just yes. annoyed the shit out of me. Like Andy <laughs> and the actor who's yeah. playing Andy, he's doing his best job of being kind yep, of the comic sure. relief. Yeah. And honestly, his co- comedic timing I thought was was spot on. He was mm-hmm. he was funny. He got the he had the best delivery of the jokes. Mm-hmm. But that thing
1: where he falls into his hammock and like flips oh, over. Oh and my falls god! The floor, and totally, that's in one shot. And
2: one shot. In and one shot. And I was shot. like,
1: that had to hurt. But he yeah. sold it. He went for it. Yeah. Um
2: But it, the plot. How does? It, how is he not like <laughs> your mom is fucking crazy right i have right. to go to china now right like everyone in this movie is so dumb yeah. and i just <laughs> i just had a hard time like a lot including of movies, the cops the in their sushi including the <laughs> cops in their sushi but right if this movie was done the right way you would it would i'm i i'd hate to draw this comparison but like there's where you have sort of like an odd sensibility, like raising Arizona, where everybody's a little bit <laughs> off and has no. I'm not trying to compare these movies together, so no, bear no, with me. I get it. I get it. But everyone you. has sort of an odd outlook on life. Sure. And you,
1: there's like a heightened reality. There's a heightened reality to this. Yes.
2: Where are these people coming from? How do they have <laughs> this unique outlook on life? And even though they're making ridiculous decisions. You're so curious where those decisions are being rooted from. This movie lacks all of that but has all the ridiculous decisions. You're yes. like, these yes. are just dumb people making dumb decisions and in a heightened place. In a heightened place. And yeah. I I didn't find that funny or entertaining.
1: <laughs> you came into this hot, Mark. Wow. It's been a while since you came into something this hot.
2: I'm
3: sorry. I love
2: it. I it just this was a I did tough too. one.
1: I do too. I do too. I, you know, next time, don't say I know I'm not feeling funny. Just come in hot. <laughs> Just go ahead and come in well, guns blazing. Well, I don't even worry about to,
2: it. I to, you know, Polly Shore's podcast, and he was talking to about 2021.
1: how. 2021. I love how you're digging into his into did you the know deep his dog's recesses.
2: Name, did you know his dog's name is Buster? But it's B-U-S-T-R.
1: Mm, that's Polly for you. <laughs> Well, his name, the dog's name is Peanut
2: in jury duty, just for.
0: What's his podcast called?
2: Polly Shore's Random Rants. Oh. <laughs> Did not sell Erica
1: with that.
4: Nope. Jess. I thought it was
0: going to be a little more like Polly Podcast. I don't know. Po- yeah. I don't know. Some sort Something of. Yeah.
4: Polly yeah. Peas <laughs> on the back up. Drug free. <laughs> so put the crack up.
0: <laughs> See, now that I would tune into. Yeah,
2: that would be good stuff. I am going to but... cut that bit and send it to Polly Shore. Okay. Yeah. So he needs to use it. He needs to use it. Uh,
1: Jess, what is something that you hated from this movie or things that you hated?
4: Well, it started when there was a segue of the classic 80s film starring the Fat Boys called The Disorderlies. Yeah, and there was sort of like a segue of the disorderlies that somehow now have Andy back in a room and this is what I mentioned at the beginning where I got real scared Mm -hmm. admittedly I forgot it was a PG movie I thought it was going to get saucy and racier as it went so when they had him on the table and they said we're going to leave the other one the way it is and they're looking downtown I thought they had given him a vasectomy on one side Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know how that yeah. works. Do you get it on both sides or just one? I don't mean to be crude.
1: Could I could occasionally get you pregnant if I got one side <laughs> vasectomized. I you never know. <laughs> By the way, Disorderlies came out the same year. Also came oh, out in nineteen eighty seven. Really? So, yeah. It's oh. This just happens to be in the I guess in the Zeitgeist. That's but, wild. Yes, that the Disorderly scene. Uh, with the, uh, I think, Kansas local comedy team of Jack and Mac,
4: who play the two disorderlies.
1: I was very nervous where that scene was going.
4: Right? I was it was just the like, one time where I felt really nervous. Oh no. I'm
1: like, what's happening
4: here?
1: Probably because also it's the very first time like any minority character had shown up at all.
4: Yes. So it was
1: like, uh-oh, what? This is the 80s now. Uh-huh. Different time. Different sensibilities. What exa- where, where is this going? Correct. But turned out to be okay. All they did was shave one of his legs. Yes. To which I said, why?
4: Yes. Why it was like, would ooh, shave we one? shaved your leg. Like it was some kind of sick burn. But <laughs> not really. <laughs> but not really. And then,
1: as it turns out, Andy likes to shave his legs. Uh, he
4: apparently- because he does
1: have shaving cream for his legs he says specifically so they did him a favor this isn't actually (laughs) a trick right right? i don't i don't there's so much about that scene i didn't understand well i think you shave your legs so
2: you can be really aerodynamic with table tennis
1: that's right that's right that's right But i think all All that body hair slows you down (laughs) yeah
0: all it needed, though, was it just needed to end with them panning down or, like, them looking away and them panning down, and he has the cat tied to the table in his place. Yes. Like, I kept thinking, like, come on, bring the cat back. Like, what yeah. Fluffy. Yeah, like, it would make no sense. Like, Fluffy shouldn't, for any intent and purpose, be in the hospital or whatever. Of course not. But I was like, how hilarious if they're like, we'll be right back. Don't you move. And then they come back, and they're like, what? And the cat's like, Meow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's also a time when the mom admits that she paid the disorderlies to (laughs) shave his leg while he's in the shower and she's hanging out again in his house yes. yeah which again is so creepy. we have another okay 20 minutes of movie at that point it's like it's still like there's so 20. much time we have left, like at least yeah, about half an hour left
4: yeah back me up here you just brought us to another point and then i will uh end my rant uh i know you will back me up on this why was andy wearing a shower cap yeah. What man wears a shower yeah. cap? Yes. Unless you have like Conan O'Brien's perfect pompadour. Why yeah. would a, a man be wearing a shower cap as uh-huh. to not have to wet their luscious locks? That was yeah. very off putting. As well as Mark the mother being. a in shower, his shower house. cap all the time. Oh, he does. I do. I do. Oh, pardon. I do. I, I, I do. I, 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 standing down.
2: No pompadour. No, 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 it's a great point. You're you're, you're
4: totally right. But if you had a
2: heightened (sighs) sensibility, as Ryan said, like uh, Raising Arizona and Nicolas Cage suddenly comes out with a shower cap, you you would accept it because you'd be like, this is part of a wacky world that I'm curious about. In this movie, you're just like, what the fuck? Why do you have a shower cap on? That Mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. Also, you know, I'm sure we're going to get to it, but that scene has many, many more questions baked into it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot going on in that scene that isn't (laughs) right. Uh, What was the other thing that you? you, you, there was things that made you pause, Uh, right?
4: No, it was just that, and then also I was very upset in that scene. I thought we were finally going to hear the mother say the word penis. That was kind of, had my fingers crossed throughout the film, (laughs) but the constant (laughs) motioning in the i moving to the cop and the cop too was, Oh, that's when he, that's later when, when he, yes. Her bedroom yes.
1: And yeah. she has just come out of the shower. Yeah. That scene.
4: No, probably
1: one- my favorite scene to be honest, yes. because it's the, probably the tightest in terms of the comedic beats mm-hmm. and hitting that they yeah. can, like that. He, Continues to try to talk his way out of the situation, but only buries himself more. I was like, this is actually pretty well done for this movie.
3: While he watched me, he, he, he took that razor and shaved all the hair off of his hoo-hoo. Oh, Andy, how could you? I did it with Nair. Forget I said that. All
0: right, come um, on. Let's
1: examine the evidence Tracy. Oh, okay. Smooth as ping pong balls. Come on, little chamber.
4: Let's go. No. Oh, hold it. <laughs> for this movie. He brings her
1: for this movie. He brings her fig newtons. That's our third in the in the uh, in the cookie jokes up until the mother then offers them more cookies once they've found her out so then I'm like, "Well, oh well. <laughs> so much for the rule of threes.
3: That doesn't,
1: doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> thought we did cookie cookie fig newton but no that's all right forget it throw it out the window it's done <laughs> we didn't do it uh erica what is something you hated
0: honestly the only thing i hated was the music
1: yes yes i
0: didn't think it made it funnier i just the it,
1: music it, is it was too
0: random and it's so random it's odd and it's very
1: i i wonder if-
0: kind of sounding in
1: a way, I just I didn't care for it. Yeah, it's it's it's. I wondered if they had even seen the movie, or <laughs> if they just told them certain things they were looking for because yeah. it doesn't fit the movie no. in any way. The music, though, by Brian Banks, who did Pope Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night for New World, and Anthony Marinelli, wow. who played an instrument uh, he played on the Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night soundtrack. Oh. He also played synthesizer on Black Moon Rising soundtrack which is ties into the producer, Douglas Curtis, who produced this and Philadelphia Experiment and um, Black Moon Rising for New World. So, But those are the guys that put this together. They both have had long careers doing music or soundtracks Mm -hmm. and working in the business. They still are working today. This is not their finest hour. But again, I I wonder if this is something they even knew, if they even saw. mm
2: -hmm. Erica, to your point, in the scene where Mm -hmm. April and the... Boyfriend who grabs her ass, get up to dance. The song is so god awful. Yeah. That if,
0: if yes. I was on a
2: date, even if I had the loftiest of aspirations, mm-hmm. and she was like, You want to get up and dance? I'd be like, To this fucking piece of shit song? <laughs> like, yeah. maybe we wait okay. and see if something right. else comes on that's slightly yeah. better.
0: Uh, I don't dance to this kind of music because I have a friend who is the anarchist group. So. <laughs> I'll just wait. Pretty Thanks. cool. Thank Thanks.
1: you very much. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Hard pass. <sighs> um, a couple things for me about things I hated. Oh, First okay. of all, it feels like the movie ended once April discovers the truth behind her mom, mm-hmm. and then her mom tells this story.
3: <laughs> Honey. You remember reading about that horrible person who who, who went to supermarkets and put poison in aspen bottles? Uh-huh. Well, that's not a new crime. It it happened thirteen years ago in a in a little grocery store just a few blocks from here. Only that time the, the poison wasn't put in aspen, it was put in vanilla extract.
4: What kind of poison?
3: Oh, a very, very, very rare, rare. ...substance called mini-flam.
1: Mini-flam? Mini-flam.
3: Uh, it's a smaller, more condensed version of nitroglycerin.
0: Mini-flam?
3: They caught the guy who did it and recalled all the vanilla extract... ...except for one bottle purchased by a young mother... ...who used it in a batch of oatmeal raisin cookies.
1: My favorite. Yeah, this story is such bullshit, and it doesn't even have a lot of jokes in it outside of what you're, you're talking about, Mark. When his yeah, Andy's response responses back are
2: like, "You've got to be fucking like, kidding Are you me. fucking
1: joking? <laughs> like the rest of us watching this.
2: But yet he doesn't get up and walk and away. To your point,
1: she eventually goes, "I buy it," or she doesn't say that, but she's basically like, "Okay." I believe you mom. Mm -hmm. And he is not like, are you fucking joking? This is a bullshit story. It doesn't make any sense. Again, we have 20 minutes left. I'm like, (laughs) what is happening? Part of this was, you know, when you're watching this movie, you're like starting, I'm starting to wonder, okay, when is the daughter going to find out? Mm -hmm. She's going to find out at some point. What is going to happen? How is the mom going to ingratiate herself back? Because there is a, you know it is an issue and she even mentions like hey you can't tell my daughter that I do this because she'll hate me forever which I'm like yes
3: she Uh, will uh,
1: 100% she will and so that's an issue so I was like well let's see how you write yourselves out of this guys and the answer is they don't they don't write themselves out of it so this is my next thing that I hated which is I'm your mother
3: again you can't fool Mom. You were joking me again? You started it. I thought I'd lost you. I thought I'd lost you. Well how could you how could you tell me such incredible lies? How could you do such terrible things to
1: me? How could you destroy my life? I'm your mother. That's how they write themselves out of this (laughs) problem. (laughs) You have done all this. It's in the trailer. You've done all this terrible shit to me. You've made me think all these horrible things. Why did you do that? I'm your your mother. mother. And then she embraces her. Yes. I am like, what? Made me furious. (laughs) I was like, ah, I mean, that is so frustrating. I was like, that is how you were like, well, we got to figure something out. And she's her mom. (laughs) That's how they ended it. That was like, oh, no. Are you joking? That made me furious. That is bad. No, you just leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, essentially, uh, I wish she'd had that reaction. I, know. I mean, I just, it was, not only that, but there was a, there was, that comes after a series of jokes where they are trying to get back at the mom mm-hmm. and then the mom says i never bought it and she gets back at them and because they are like the daughter's dead and then she faints and then they're like oh she's dead i guess she died from bad news i, <laughs> I don't know when that happens <laughs> then they buy that she buys dies of bad news and then she goes gotcha i'm a mom you can't fool mom and then she ends it with i'm your mother i was like i i am no nope Uh, that's what made me mad Uh, or things I hated but let's go to favorite scenes let's talk about our favorite scenes Uh, I've already mentioned mine Mark what's your
2: favorite scene my favorite scene is when the mom thinks that they're having sex in the hammock and she is pleading with them yeah she's
1: hanging outside in the rain she's hanging
2: outside in the rain although the rain is not touching her and she's that's a big
1: awning it's a big awning that house (laughs) it's a huge
2: awning and she's tell she exclaims <laughs> that she has made uh, 3289 peanut butter sandwiches 8600 ovaltine gla- glasses of ovaltine and over 30,000 cookies trying to keep her daughter on the straight and narrow and i just couldn't help but think did the writers do the math on this like right, how does right. this how did you come to these numbers so let's assume for the sake of argument, April Whoa. is 18 years old. We're crunching some numbers. I thought she's we crunched 18. uh ping pong, but oh, yeah, I, 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 okay, but double crunch. Double crunch episode. Double crunch episode. Jula. <clears throat> so Jula. So let's Crunchy assume Jula, that she, <laughs> she's 18 years old. So her mom three hundred three thousand two hundred eighty-nine peanut butter sandwiches. That's three and a half sandwiches a week that the mom has made. Okay. Okay. Not unreasonable. Okay. Not bad. 8,600 glasses of Ovaltine. That's 1.3 glasses a day for 18 years. Or that's a lot 40, of Ovaltine. 40 glasses a month. That is a
1: lot, that's a lot of Ovaltine.
2: That's a lot of fucking milk. But 30,000 cookies. Well, when you think about it on a per day basis over 18 years, that's four cookies a day. Most people don't <laughs> make four God cookies shit. at a time.
1: Right. But right. She's 30, on a cookie diet. Really.
2: 32 cookies a week for 18 years. Yikes. Yeah, think, think about her gas bill. Oh. Uh, Just for a moment. <laughs> That's where you go.
1: That's, That's where you significant. go.
2: Significant. She's running that oven all the time. Constantly. This is insane. Constantly.
1: So, How can she
2: afford this? You know what? mom might be right she's put in a lot of work she deserves a little credit nice
4: you've
1: taken you ended that by going to the mom's side i did not see that coming that's terrific wow (laughs) wow Uh, jess what's your favorite scene
4: i mean i think i've pointed out them uh but i will say uh it's earlier in the movie when april is on the leash like a dog and she's reaching With all her might Mm -hmm. to try to touch Fluffy, Um, my mother was put on a leash in her youth. Uh, Excuse me, not my mother, her sister. And my mom was about a year and a half older than her and would taunt her. So my aunt would run to the end of the leash and my mom would make faces. My mom was old enough that they let her be running around. So. I was quite tickled wow. by the leash. Wow! Um, wow! Yeah, I don't approve wow. of the leash in any I, I, circumstance. No, yeah, so I understand. I'm not yes. sure how to respond yeah. to this exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you—it <laughs> was exactly like it is in the movie, like on a dog run. Oh, wow! It's like wow. the kid is hooked up to the thing, and you can run only so far, and then wow! It—that
1: was a kind of a new thing to me. That setup. I've certainly been to amusement parks where, like,
4: people have their kid on a leash,
1: and they brought their kid and they're on a little leash. And i I always feel like, oh, look, they brought their pet, because I always think it's weird when kid when parents have kids on a leash.
0: I'm always jealous of those people. I'm like. (laughs) You're just so confident in yourself and your parenting <laughs> style that you're like, hell yeah, I put a leash on my child. So what? And move out of my way. Am I Mickey Ball uh, now? I don't know. It's like, you're just like
1: God, how the confident confidence. the confidence in them having the kid on a leash. Yes, I don't know. We were just in an airport recently where we saw people that had a dog, and as they turned away, the dog went and peed on a garbage can in the middle of the airport because they were paying no attention. So to me, I'm like, I don't know if a leash. To a child says we're super confident. I think it says I don't want to pay tons of attention to this kid, so I'll put on a leash so I don't have to do too much. So the leash does have Correct. to work for me. Mm. That is what a leash on a child says to mm. me. But
0: what rattled your confidence in yourself?
1: <laughs> maybe we needed to do, maybe we need to explore yeah, that. I, I I you know we've never put one of our children's on a leash. I don't know, maybe we need to try it. <laughs> Ah, uh, all right. Um, favorite scene, I already mentioned it. Um when Andy gets caught with the mom uh in the room and the police take him down. Number one two. Yeah. That's these whatever these cops are eating, they came they came in guns drawn. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They they don't get a lot of calls in this town, is my guess. Buns but...
0: drawn and buns clenched, because <laughs> they had all
1: that ketchup sushi, and it is just they are, are ready, in the ready to explode. <laughs> rumbling in the tummy. <laughs> <laughs> sushi cops do explode. Sushi. Yes. <laughs>
0: nice girls do the not. The sequel. Sushi cops do. The sequel. Sushi cops do explode. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But this is probably the better scene in the movie, Uh, to me. Let's go into final questions. Here are final questions for "Nice Girls Don't Explode." It said early in the movie that the dad left April and her mom, Uh but what really happened?
0: She poisoned him, right? That's why she tells that story about the lady who had the. I mean, that would make that
1: story about the mini flams a lot mm-hmm. have a lot more credence
0: i think she poisoned his little tush
1: <laughs> gave a little squeeze and poisoned yeah, it, it.
0: squeeze and poisoned it with
1: a fleet enema, enema extract mm-hmm. <laughs> is the dad ellen no 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 ellen is so. just a dude that is in just
2: town. a dude Just a
1: dude in town who has access to a lot of explosive powder. Jess, what do you think really happened? I think Mark just
4: really unlocked something interesting, (laughs) and I'm going to have to go with that conspiracy that possibly.
0: But but he's into April.
4: But he 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 doesn't know. He doesn't know, and. He is doing it's, it's, what he can to ensure that the mother hopefully prevents any sexual interaction with April.
0: Oh
1: no! It's, it's a it's an old boy situation. No,
0: what... this is Sexember. Not no, we're, we're ruining it. You're ruining the spirit of the month. No, no. Can't, I, I can't help the fact that
2: you picked a weird movie. Uh, you yeah, you know, yeah. It, this, I,
1: Look, they're all weird.
2: This is touching they're on some weird. sensitive stuff. This if movie. they oh hid should not have been PG
1: April from Ellen. I mean it makes sense that they get along so instantly.
4: Yep. It's called DNA. Thinks-
3: Look. Oh <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I mean,
0: okay. All right. Look, I don't know what an old boy is because I'm a fire girl, but, you know, uh, I don't like this. I don't like this. Uh Be kind. Rewind. I don't like
2: this. See, he wasn't, she wasn't paying him for explosives. She was paying him. Oh, my God. She was paying him alimony. Mm -hmm.
1: No stop mm-hmm.
3: justifying it. Mm-hmm. And
1: in, and and the end when she pays in the alimony which he does straight up in cash, mm-hmm. he also just to help and a little add a bonus, he gives her lots of explosive powder. No.
3: Yeah.
1: Yep. And he doesn't have to worry about raising her, so he gets to run off and work through his problems with the doctor, mm-hmm. totally. And mm-hmm. hit on girls in parks yep. and do the things that he loves. That's right. No. Yeah. yeah, I agree with all this.
0: No. Uh Final
1: questions, is that true? No, it's false. <laughs> Getting back to April, hold on, wait. April lives in the garage? I guess. Did you see that scene where the cat runs out of the house yeah. to the garage where the mom is? And she's just sitting on her bed? I'm like, wait, you live in the garage? You're, you don't live in main
2: house? Ryan, our dad lived in the... Back house of his parents' house when I, he was I, in his right. late teens. So yeah. it does happen.
1: He also didn't think that people would explode if he
2: kissed them. He did. He. How do you know? How do you know? Prove it. I'm, Prove it right I mean, now. Prove maybe it. Maybe we could argue
1: <laughs> uh, outside the show if his parents had an effect on him, as all parents do, I suppose. But she oh, had. Oh, they did. Yeah. <laughs> But April is very much uh, a a toy to her mom, like very much being controlled, but she's outside of the main house. She did not take advantage of that situation. Also, I don't even know if I have a question. I'm just pointing out that she doesn't
2: live in the house. What I found more disturbing is that her bedroom has not changed since she was a little girl. Right. If all. you still had at mom and dad's house the same bedroom that you had when you were a little boy, wouldn't you be well, a little bit. They
1: moved out of that house, but yes. I
2: understand. But, but,
1: but oh, boy. I didn't know. Ryan, right.
2: thanks. I'll you never just...
0: get him to sleep now. Thanks a lot, Mark. We're going to be up all night with this one. Jesus. My childhood home.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. They sold it off. Here we go. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah if they yeah why did they take down that wall-sized morrissey poster i had in that bedroom i am so furious what is wrong with that
2: god what would you do for that poster why didn't they keep that up
1: why didn't they keep that up you know that is disgusting where what happened to my bauhaus poster Mm -hmm. my cocteau twins my david Uh sylvians where are all those posters
2: yeah Exactly.
1: Oh Yeah. Um, maybe, yeah. Maybe they could. They when... couldn't have changed that room faster. <laughs> once I left the house for college, uh... they couldn't have immediately They brought in designers. They were like, "Let's fix this thing up. We are moving on."
0: They brought in designers to take no, down I... a poster.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jeez. No.
1: No. I'm just saying they could. They uh-huh. They had grand plan. They were like they couldn't wait to come in there. Get rid of all my old shit. All right. Um. So, hey, does the mom ever take that cruise to the Virgin Islands?
3: Mm. Hmm.
4: No.
0: I hope so, but I don't think she does.
4: Uh,
1: Remember that? We, we know
4: she doesn't.
0: I didn't see a scrapbook page yeah. on it.
1: She calls one scene about some tickets to two tickets to the Virgin Islands, but <laughs> was she getting tickets for her and Ellen?
2: Yes. Oh. Yes. They rekindled their Whoa. relationship. Kindled. Get it? No pun intended. Uh, but, I don't think
0: she was. I thought.
2: You got to tend to those flames.
0: I actually thought that <laughs> the cruise to Virgin Islands was like her making fun of Andy
3: and mm-hmm. uh,
0: April. But but I'm oh. a fucking uh, sophisticated.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> she did this by. Twirling an an un a curly mustache that she does not have for all the listeners. Thank at God. Home. Yeah, well, that she shaves off. <laughs> she lasers that off.
0: I don't shave it off. I have I have two. Um,
1: you have designers, designers. Come in and re- redesign your face. Uh,
3: <laughs>
1: okay. Um, I know the mom's messed up. How? And I know Wallace Shawn is <laughs> just go with me here. And Wallace Shawn is messed mm-hmm. up, Dad. Right, but what happened to Andy? Oh. Rejection. What happened rejection to him
0: when he was a child?
4: The kid. He's, he's screwed up too. Like we know, there's screwed up people in this. The kid had a paddle without a ball. Do you remember him? And oh, when he first right. goes to April. He says, oh, yeah. can she play? And then he just sits there with his paddle. There's no ball and elastic attached. That's yeah. a metaphor yeah. for his life.
3: Mm.
1: Wow. But he has no
2: balls? Yes. <laughs> well, ball. Mm. Specifically
4: a ball. He, he has... <laughs> Maybe this is yeah. subconsciously why I thought... They cut off one ball when they said, well, we only did it to one side and we'll leave mm. the other as it is. Oh, good call. That's smart. Mm. I'm just wow. saying. Wait,
1: Jess, do you think vasectomies, they actually cut off a testicle? Uh,
4: it, the disorderlies <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah. Which is hence why the disc is put in front uh-huh. of uh-huh. the good actual call. title of the profession. But you, right. But
1: do you think that that happens in
4: real life? Uh, no. No. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. I wish you did. I wish you'd believe it that they <laughs> really... She was
0: explaining that for comedy purposes because she's a sophisticated...
4: No. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Oh, no. Try to catch the up. Twirly mustache. That up. Nothing's more sophisticated than a giant twirly mustache at the end.
0: And one eyeglass.
1: <laughs> a monocle? <laughs> <laughs> Nope. One nope. eyeglass mark. You eye did glass. not say Michael. Sorry. I she should did, shut Any up. any piece of glass that you can put a on spy your spy glass. Yes. Or sea
3: glass, you Or a know.
1: broken piece of a window. Doesn't matter what it could it could be anything. Yeah. Um April and Andy say they never want to have kids. But at the end, (laughs) (laughs) you can't put the genie back in that bottle, I'll tell you that. (laughs) But then the photo album comes back at the end showing they did, in fact, have kids. So, how did the mom pull that
2: one off? She fucked Andy.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Like,
3: Like
1: four
2: times.
3: No. (laughs) How
1: would then April still give birth to the kids? How does that work, Mark? (laughs) Think through the science sandwiches. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sandwich number cruncher.
2: (laughs) Oh, all right. No, that's fair. That's that's a flaw in my theory.
1: Right. Look, that may have happened, but that's not how they had children. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. That's they, true.
1: April and Andy had to have the kids. April's picture being pregnant.
2: So, are you asking how babies are made?
1: Uh, I'm just wondering how she manipulated. No one tell
2: him. Uh, we...
1: Don't don't tell me now. I don't want if I've gone this long without knowing, yeah. I don't need to know now.
2: <laughs> here's a question I'm... for you. For... Uh, okay. 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 Oh, here's a question for you. A final question for you, Andy. Inadvertently covers his entire nether region with Nair. Yes. Which is going to hurt more, the front or the back?
4: Mm. Uh.
1: Well, because you're talking about when it grows back.
2: I'm talking about it does burn the hair. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: it is going to burn the most in the taint. Right? Because you can get a <laughs> chemical burn...
0: So the middle?
1: I had not the considered mm-hmm. the middle. middle. <laughs> People always forget about the taint. People don't think about the taint People enough. People
0: neglect the middle.
1: Put that on the poster for this episode. People <laughs> don't think about the taint enough. <laughs> it's true. Uh-huh. It's true. Uh-huh. No, that's um, fair. It, you can get a chemical burn from Nair and he covers himself with that. Yes. So it's... Not called Nair in this. They cre- they apparently did not want to piss off the Nair.
2: <laughs> conglomerate.
1: <laughs> conglomerate. Right. So they called it Lovely Legs, I believe, mm-hmm. is what they Lovely call it. Lovely Legs. Lovely Legs. L-U-V-L-Y. Mm-hmm. And created their own... If they had made the actual Nair, I think that joke actually would have made a lot more sense because they I didn't think. have to kind of sell it so hard by... Yeah pointing out the depilatory cream of it all. They
4: should have called Uh, it Two Foot Bush because that's how big the area is (laughs) that he (laughs) had of the Nair. Two Foot
3: Bush? I
4: I really
1: want a Nair knockoff called Two Foot Bush.
2: Two Foot Bush. That's the shirt.
1: Two foot, two foot bush. That's the shirt. Two foot bush.
0: I also feel like two, two, a
1: can two foot, of two foot bush.
0: Two foot bush would be a great opening band for Coma.
1: Boys. Oh man, for, for, sure. Sure. for sure, for sure. <laughs> Erica, as the one person who seemingly loved this movie, is not enjoying all these bits.
0: Yeah, I just think we already moved beyond things we hated. <laughs> Let's just no, get, it I was mean, a question. Let's get to the research. It's just,
1: just a question. A question.
2: It's research. just a question. Just
1: a question. So, Okay, let's get into the research here. <clears throat> Here's our research for nice, <laughs> nice girls don't explode. The Budget here is around one million. It's probably a little bit, a little bit beyond one million dollars. Uh, partly financed again, as I said, by Chuck Marti- uh, Martinez, the director, and his Halloween fr- financing, franchising, I should say, from with Sears. But he also found some other investors and talked New World Pictures into fa- financing the difference, as we've mentioned uh, several wow. times. But most recently in-house, New World loves a good situation where people have already come up with a good amount of the money. Mm. What do you need? You only need like, uh, what, $100,000? You just oh, well, need marketing we're in. money? We're okay,
3: cool. Yeah, we're, we're,
1: into, we're into that. We're into that. Easy. Uh, The shooting, of course, Mark mentioned it earlier, It actually got shot in Kansas, Lawrence, Kansas, and um, in Ottawa, Kansas, but mostly those areas because that's where the producer, Hmm. uh, Doug Curtis, was from. So he was doing it in his home state. Hmm. The shooting began July 21st, 1986, lasted around 30 days, or as I read in uh, the Kansas City Star, five six-day weeks, with one day off for the Lord. Uh, uh, this is what Douglas Curtis told the Kansas city star about shooting in Kansas. He said, I wanted to do a comedy. I wanted it to make me laugh. That's what comedies generally do. And I wanted to come to Kansas.
2: That's what he said. He got many of those things right, but one of them wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The reasons though, that you come to Kansas to shoot a movie like this, as you might expect, they're economic. That's why you shoot a movie in Kansas and not LA. As he mentions again to the Kansas city star in July of 1986, the biggest advantage to working here is it's a right to work state. Mm. Mr. Curtis said that means you have non-union technicians and you can fire people at will. And you have tons of people that are working for next to nothing. They only, they also use a lot of interns. So people that are working for free and that's why they were able to shoot the movie for so little. Mm. Uh, uh. The by the way, this movie starts shooting at the exact same time as House Two, for New World Pictures. Oh. So just saw something uh, in the paper where they were all shooting in production the same week.
3: Wow.
1: Yep. Uh. So. Uh, then the movie opens world premiere at the Granada Theater in Lawrence, Kansas, on April first, nineteen eighty-seven. How did that screening go? According to the Kansas City Star, not well. Here's what happened.
3: <gasps> no. Oh. The
1: screening was halted when it was discovered that no sound was emanating from oh. the theater
4: speakers. Oh, my God. Oh,
1: no. Comedians Zach and Mac, who appear in the movie
4: as the orderlies,
1: performed while the theater staff tried to fix the problem.
4: Oh, oh no. Yeah.
0: They tried.
4: All Why was we the know premiere is in Kansas?
1: Because that's where they shot the movie. Oh, okay. So they did the premiere. Got it, got it. All we know is something went wrong, said Frank Wright, vice president of New World Pictures, who flew in from Los Angeles. (laughs) This is a first, I think, for everyone. I mean, yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, another publicity stunt uh, was was advertised in the Kansas City Star for a different opening. In March of 1987, there's an ad, a wanted ad, Person to perform special effects publicity stunt of unusual nature for the movie nice girls don't explode you will be locked in a box (laughs) the box will then be exploded leaving you unharmed i am reading this this is a real thing no experience necessary oh no we will train Must be very attractive. Oh, my God. 21 years or older and able to meet the public in a relaxed, intelligent manner.
2: (laughs) (laughs) After being exploded from a box.
1: Right. Then meet your
2: fans for God's. Don't be. Oh, my God. Don't Don't be a dick about it. Get out of the the exploded box. And be Uh, cool. Get out of. Yeah. Be chill. (laughs) Call
1: Dr. Silkini. For interview, stunt to take place evening of, April, of evening of April 3rd. Here's the ad for the screening on <laughs> April 3rd. See the great ghost master, Dr. Silkini, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. at the 63rd drive-in. He will place a young woman in a box from which she has 60 seconds to escape before it explodes. This is not what the movie's about, everybody. This is not at all what the movie's about. But I would watch that. If she survives, she'll be proof that nice girls don't explode. Souvenir poster for each car plus other (laughs) prizes and surprises. Where's
2: one of those posters? Come
1: on, eBay.
3: eBay. I know,
2: eBay. Here's more about
1: the stunt from Kansas City Star. Oh, go on, please. Uh, they talked to somebody. Uh, they talked about the stunt. We're really not going to kill anybody, said Steve Connors, a stunt coordinator from Los Angeles hired by the film's distributor. That would get them in trouble, he said. <laughs> I mean, yeah, hmm. it also probably would. Murder, but, <laughs> yeah, cool. Oops, we killed someone for the opening of this movie. Oops, <laughs> we might get in um, trouble. Oh, <sighs> God.
2: Um... In keeping
1: with that theme, the publicity stunt of putting a woman in an exploding box was born. The idea is, is she a nice girl or not, said Connors. <laughs> Finding all this was such a delight for me. I was like, are you are you fucking serious? This is really happening? Anyway, said Connors, if she doesn't explode, she must be a nice girl. This is stupid, I admit it. He
3: added <laughs> I
4: can't
1: I I mean that's oh god it's so good that's amazing oh by the way Curtis was interviewed and talked about the future of the movie because he said New World has bought the video cassette rights to the film so right now the filmmakers Mm -hmm. they're just waiting to see how the movie performs and Curtis uh, was mentioning that he remembers Black Moon Rising uh, didn't do so great in theaters so he said i just leave it to the winds and the gods and hope it does well well how did it go gods and winds well even the kansas city star which covered the the production of this movie at length uh gave it one and a half stars
4: oh yes oh wow that's generous that's
2: not enough That half star is showing
4: grace.
2: Right. Really,
1: thank you. The uh, Kansas City Star says the good news there's a good news, bad news situation. The good news is that nice girls don't explode, provide some genuine laughs and inspired moments.
2: Okay.
3: The
1: bad news is that those moments are too few.
3: Mm.
1: Another Kansas newspaper, the Manhattan Mercury, said don't bother. Jesus. Wow! <laughs> the L.A. Times, when the movie opened in late May, called it a "quote dud."
3: Oh, oh
4: boy!
1: The All box right. office—any guesses? Uh, uh, surprise sleeper hit of the summer.
4: I'm gonna say <laughs> they collectively grossed about seven hundred thousand dollars.
2: Um, I'll go seven oh one. You're, you're both a little high, e- Erica. Oh, no.
0: The gross?
1: Yeah, the, the box office.
0: Oh, the box office? Wait, what did they spend on it?
1: Um, About over a million. million. Look, over a million.
0: I'm going to say the gross was 750000
1: all All over. It's... They made $65,000. Oh, what? No. No. What? no. Oh, no.
4: What? Oh, yeah. What did a movie cost in 87, the average movie ticket?
1: Oh, oh that's a great question. I wonder if it was like know. under really five bucks. Questions. Five bucks? I mean, that's still
4: five. nothing. That's no, It's got to be less than
1: five bucks, to be honest. I remember.
2: Holy shit. No wonder I could... she quit acting. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> However, uh despite the box office sixty-five thousand. Mar-
4: sixty-five thousand. Holy wow. shit, that hurts.
1: And yet, Chuck Martinez, the director, was upbeat talking to the Star Tribune in May of that year. He says it's a good second film. The second to his short called Snacks. Snacks. Our goal was to make the film interesting and different but to also get through the process in one piece so we can make another movie.
4: Please don't. They don't. So don't work. They don't.
1: Yes. It's got some problems, but we're learning so that our next film will be that much better. I had I saw a, some a newspaper article where they said he was already shooting his next movie. I don't know what that Ooh. is. Cause he, he, he does do some other things, but not much. And mainly they're having to do with magic and, I, there's no other feature film, so I don't know what that is. However, this comes out on VHS in September 1987 mm. alongside Death Before Dishonor for New oh. World Pictures selling for $69.95. Jesus. Hmm. And was a hit on home video. Hmm. Really? According to Chuck, Chuck Martinez, this is an article from the El Paso Times in October 1987. The film's uh, the, the film's director, he says, New World Video shipped some 35,000 copies of the tape to video retailers last month. What? Yeah. So that would just be for the, for September of 87, 35,000 copies in September when it opened. For wow. a comparison, uh, the El Paso Times points out the much higher profile Julie Andrews Jack Lemmon drama, That's Life, Sold seventy five thousand copies.
2: But I would you and I, Ryan, we were renting New World Pictures movies during peak New World Video time. Mm-hmm. Never heard of this fucking movie. Me neither. Never. So first time
1: watch, Jess. Yeah. I had never even first time- heard of
2: it. We approached
1: you with this one, and you were like, what the hell have they brought
4: me into on this? Well, I was intrigued. I'm like, oh, what? Not, I mean, of course, it's it's like I know all the movies in their catalog, but I know a good bit of them, and I was like, oh, I've never, ever heard it. Also, with the trailer, again, the music and uh, the voice don't match the storyline. They got that Mm -hmm. pro, that man that everybody wanted for their trailer, making it sound... Mm -hmm. Like it had some. By the way, I think the most offensive thing about this entire production is the audacity in the trailer to say, in the spirit of Terms of Endearment, <laughs> uh, like an Oscar award-winning movie. It, it is only uh, coupled with uh, the trailer for Tippy Toes. And if you don't know that, I beg you to look it up. It's like, in Gary Oldman, in the role of a lifetime. Uh, Tippy Toes is a movie in which Gary Oldman is a um. twin- and his brother is Matthew McConaughey, but Gary Oldman plays a little person. What? Oh, please no. oh shit. Please, when. The role of a lifetime. Gary Oldman. <laughs> Tippy toes.
2: Hold on. Hold on. Should we be watching this right now? I mean, oh, God.
4: I, you need to see the trailer stat.
0: Wait, wow. who plays the twin brother?
4: McConaughey.
0: But are you sure it's McConaughey? I'm positive. It's not just Gary Oldman playing McConaughey. Because you, uh, you never know,
1: he's that good. He's that good.
4: It's amazing. <laughs> In the spirit amazing. of terms of endearment, like the audacity, an Oscar-winning <laughs> film with some of the greatest talents of the time. In the spirit <laughs> of terms of endearment.
1: And Towering Inferno. I mean, they're being a bit cheeky, oh, but. so
2: stupid. Wow. It's so bad. I
1: yeah. agree, anyway, guys. I loved it too. <laughs> <laughs> top five material? We'll find out at Whoa. the end of the year. As nice girls don't explode, going to be in Erica's top five. <laughs> Jessica, thank you so much for joining thank us. You. That is it for this episode. Thank, thank you for thank being you. here. Of course, you are a co-host of the terrific podcast, uh, Rants and Raves. Tell everybody about
4: it and tell everybody where they can find it. Thank you. You know, we do a little of this, a little of that. We like to talk about... Things that annoy us in life, sometimes they're really inconsequential, not important. They're all important if you ask me, uh, but I might be biased <laughs> and angry. Uh, and then we like to uh, have a little bit of a comedy break with some silly stuff in the news and then uh, fill up our cup with something positive. So we try to round out uh, the end with... Uh, featuring things that people may not already know about or bringing light to things that are uh, just kind of cool around the world. And uh, we are available literally on, I think pretty much every platform that you can get a podcast these days. And uh, if you are uh, interested in the YouTube world, we have a YouTube channel where you can watch Mm -hmm. full episodes or uh, see our shorts. Thank you. Perfect. Awesome.
1: Perfect. Yeah. So check out Rants and Raves. One of my favorite parts of your podcast is when you and Dana try to do your little Rants and Raves little saying up top.
4: <laughs> yes.
1: I love it every time. It gets me every time. <laughs> uh, Absolutely cracks me up every time. Thank I love you. It. <laughs> um, so definitely check out that podcast. One of our favorites. And thank you so much, Jess, for being here. You can also find us on all the platforms. You can yes. also find us at our website, newworldpicturespodcast.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes. Articles, T-shirts, all of our socials. You can find us all there at newworldpicturespodcast.com. That's it for this episode, but we have plenty more timber to go. We've got two more movies we're going to talk about. It's going to get real sexy in here, guys. Almost as sexy as Nice Girls Don't Explode. <laughs>
4: um,
1: please uh, check out our other episodes, and we'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody. <clears throat>